Welcome to Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. I'm your host, Crystal Andrus Morissette, founder of the SWAT Institute. Women are being called right now to help heal this world. And it's time for a radio podcast that shows the how we're going to do just that, empowering one woman at a time. Now let's get to it. Hey, it's Crystal here and I'm super excited. It's December 1st, Friday, December 1st. It's the first Friday of the month. And of course, on the first Friday of every month, I head over to my private confidential conference line where I invite women to call in using a private password uh, and you're in the vault and this is an opportunity for you to get some coaching with me. It feels like it's one-on-one. It's a real small group in here today. So I'm really excited about being able to offer this coaching. Uh, It gives, um, for those of you who have maybe never listened to me before or don't know what empowerment coaching is, it'll give you an idea of what this process is all about. Um, I'm always amazed when I see women who have called in from around the world. Today I see, um, I, 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 just so you know, you're completely anonymous. It's just me and you. Nobody else sees us, but I'm seeing Italy. I'm seeing New York City. I'm seeing France. I'm seeing Wyoming. I'm seeing different places throughout Canada. It's always like so exciting just to know like we're reaching and we're connecting with each other. So thank you so much for calling in. For those of you listening right now live through your computer, welcome. Big breath, everyone take a nice big breath together. Let's get grounded and let's be here together. So welcome. If it's your first time listening to the show, um, I I just I always love being able to just um, you know connect with women from different places, going through different things. I love how empowerment uh, coaching works. It doesn't matter who you are. It really doesn't. It matters to you what you're going through, of course. But this process is such a formula that time and time again, women are always almost blown away by how amazing the process works. So today I'm going to go to my phone lines right away before we dive into anything. I didn't want to say happy holidays. Um, I know there's just so many different holidays around the world happening in the month of December. Of course, I celebrate Christmas. Well, not of course, but I do celebrate Christmas and I also have a birthday in the month of December. So I'm going to be turning 53 And I got to tell you, this has been a big year for me. It's hard to believe. Um, It's been a year since I decided, it was actually last November 2022, that I was like, Crystal, I got, Crystal, you're going to need a little check. We all need checks and balances from time to time. And, um, And that's what's so important about having people in your life who love you, who, um, and, and not always like, um, that love you with conditions because that can be challenging at times but who just really you know it's so important to have people that you know that are there to just like help help you when you're going through hard times support you when you're going through hard times we all need it we need each other that's what I find so incredible about healing is that honestly if we could do it alone we would I I know I understand Um, One of the things I teach in our empowerment coaching certification is something called the shame pride loop. Um, And it's sort of the idea that, you know, we we all have the full range of emotions within us. And when we say the full range, the way that the idea in empowerment coaching is that 
emotions aren't good or bad. They just are. We, we feel all kinds of different feelings. And sometimes we can be feeling this and that at the same time. Um, but I often think we almost have like bookends. And what I mean by that is, you know, there, there are a full, there's the full range of emotions. One of the books that I read years and years ago, and it just like, wow, ding, 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 hit my brain. And I was like, this resonates. This makes sense to me. And it was a book called Power Versus Force by Dr. David Hawkins. Many of you may know of that book now. And it's one of the, it's part of the framework around the empowerment coaching process. And it's the idea that every emotion resonates. It's an energy. And that is what it is scientifically. Like this isn't just woo woo. This isn't like, oh yeah, it resonates at a certain vibe like when, you know, you, we'd hear the hippies, which now I think it's, it's cute. Cause I hear my own kids that are in their twenties now talking about the vibe, but like, you know, you guys all know back in the sixties when it would be like good vibrations. Um, but that's what emotions are. And we all feel it, you know, we're, when we're around certain people, when we hear certain music, um, when we experience different things, it's a different vibe. You know, sometimes you can just walk into a party and be like, this isn't my vibe. And it doesn't mean that people are bad or good. It's just not your vibe. Um, and so emotions vibe at different frequencies. And, you know, some of us were so comfortable and familiar with some of the low vibing, let's just call them that, lower vibing emotions, um, because uh, emotions are very addictive. Um, why? Because emotions lay in the body. All of our emotions are in the body. I know we often think of emotions being in the brain. The thoughts are in the brain and the brain is like the navigational tool. And actually scientists don't know what comes first, the thought or the emotion, but almost instantaneously we have a thought and then we feel an emotion in our body. Emotions also have a chemical component to it. So emotions in the brain, you have a thought, like let's say what a thought, okay, you have a thought and it's either a thought that's like maybe not very kind towards yourself. And so that might be a low vibing thought, a low, and it's going to create, sort of fires off a neuron and it connects with a receptor site and there's a pathway and you have that thought enough times, you're releasing certain chemicals, the brain starts to go, oh, she has this thought a lot. You know what, let's make it easier for her. Let's create a pathway here in the brain. And then that pathway also creates almost like we start to have almost a, a feeling inside the body that starts to become familiar. And so different emotions feel different in the body because they literally vibe different. What does that mean when we say vibe? Well, they're, they're actually energy. And like, think about it. You're hearing my voice right now. You can't see me. It's not tangible. You can't, you can't like actually see the words coming through the air. So what's happening? It's energy. That is what it is. It's energy. And my voice is going into this microphone and the energy is moving through the airwaves, connecting with your ears, which are receptor sites. And then your brain is able to like take those sounds in or that energy in and go, oh, this is a certain, these are certain words. These are certain sounds. This is a certain vibe. So we know emotions are in the body. Emotions vibe at different frequencies. And those frequencies feel differently in the body, just like when you hear music. There are sounds of a piano that are really on the high end of the piano notes that are very high and, and they vibrate really fast when the string, when the, when the key or the piano key hits the string on the back of that piano. And then there's the ones that are at the other end of the piano that they vibe slower. 
not good or bad, just different. Um, and some of us have gotten so comfortable in low vibing emotions that when that is comfortable. Um, and, and why? Well, because it's familiar and familiar often comes from the word uh, familiar comes from the word family. Um, and we often recreate the same emotional environment within our bodies that we grew up in because it's, it's what we know. And so changing your vibe means actually changing your thoughts. Holy, I hope this isn't getting complicated. So we actually have to start being aware of like, how am I feeling? And what am I thinking? And, and here's the trouble, ladies, is it's really hard to just change the way you're thinking when you don't know how to do that. And so empowerment coaching is a, a process where I'm able to just listen to what you're saying, listen to what you're going through. Um, we start to kind of figure out where, how you're feeling. And then based on how those feelings, I can ask you a series of different questions. And here's what's so brilliant about your incredible brain. Your brain has access to the ethers. Your brain has act access to collective unconscious. Your brain has access to this, man, database of information that, believe it or not, we all have access to. It's somewhere out there. Carl Jung called it the un collective unconscious. And it's like, why, you know, I can say a certain phrase and it doesn't matter what country you live in. If I were to go, oh, I was dating a bad boy. I don't know. Everybody gets it. It doesn't matter if you're living in China right now, if you're living in France, if you're living in Italy, if you're living over in California, y'all get what a bad boy is. That's because we understand archetypes. We understand certain things that are just universal. So we all understand feelings because we all have them. We all have different feelings, but we all kind of go, that resonates. I can feel that. And when we start shifting the way we feel, we start feeling a little lighter. We start feeling a little brighter. And here's what's amazing about the brain. The bandwidth in your brain, so to speak, starts to open up and you start going, oh, there's other options. Ones I didn't even see before. It's almost like climbing a mountain and you're like, oh, I didn't even realize the view. I had no idea what was on the other side of that mountain. So when you're in the valley, you don't see all your choices and options and everything out there in the world. When you climb the mountain, you look down and you go, wow, there's a town over there. There's one over there. The ocean's over there. Wow. And that's what we almost want to do. We want to just keep shifting your perspective a little higher, a little bit at a time, so that eventually you, your own brain, can seek out and be able to make choices and, and, and see things through a different perspective because when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Okay, that was a big one. Uh, just, just let her rip there, let it go off the cuff. I love just being able to share what I, what I do and what I love and what I'm passionate about. And so why don't we get right to the phone lines and do a little coaching today. Hey, Michaela. Michaela, I'm unmuting your line right now, and you should let me just see why that should work. Let's see. Hey, Michaela, all you have to do is say hello. Hi, Crystal. Hey, Michaela. It's so good to hear your voice. Uh, for those of you who are, well, obviously you're all just listening. Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, Michaela and I talked for just a couple of minutes before we went into record mode. 
Um, and Michaela was actually someone who called in a couple of months ago and we did a little bit of coaching. So Michaela, I'm so excited that you called back and you got through because I always love to just find out how are you doing now? What was your experience like on that very first coaching call? And then how can we keep the process going? So like three or four questions I threw at you all at once. I threw you a whole bunch of questions at once. I'm so sorry. I'm back for more. Back for more. So, um... Yeah, it was so intense and, and so transformational that I didn't even expect it the first time. It was like, boom, just laser. Uh, and as we were working through like an issue I have with money, mm-hmm. and that is really, really sticking with me. So I'm actually like what you said and, and the techniques we used, it was very helpful. But as I was working on this issue with money, I realized I have a, a much bigger issue that I was trying to... I don't know, put in my back pocket, I would say, or just like avoid thinking of. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I got to go back to Crystal and, and ask because I know you'll be able to help me with it. Great. So what do you think that much bigger issue is that you had a good little chuckle there? And I always call that the laugh of truth. So I realize there's a <laughs> much bigger issue you laugh to yourself um, that you wanted to explore. What do you think that bigger issue is? So... Long story short, it's been about three years that I've been trying or at least thinking of having a baby. And I just turned 40. I started this process like, yeah, like I said, a few years ago. And I'm doing this by myself, so uh, as a single mother. So what I I did, I went to the clinic, froze some embryos and eggs, um, when I was 34. And then I decided to wait a little bit. But when I was 37, I was really thinking, okay, this is the time. Mm-hmm. But there has been an issue that is kind of like ongoing in my head that I didn't want to admit to myself, but I I am afraid and I'm fearful of other people's judgment. Okay. And it's really like kind of blocking me, even if I don't want to, like I said, admit it, because like every time I think about it, it makes me angry. Yeah. But okay. So when you say every time I think, I think I about it, it makes me angry. Tell me what part makes you angry. That I am not standing up for myself. I'm not able to just live the life that I want because I, I fear what other people will say Yeah. about my choices or about yeah. where I live. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's, I'm this bind. Yeah. And just so you know, like I, I, it doesn't matter in any way, shape or form, but I thought, oh, we're going to go deeper into money. So, um, <clears throat> so interesting. Tell me the connection between money and having a baby though. Cause there's something there too. Like, is that your, is it that you're money, afraid people yeah, because... are going to say, do you know how expensive it is to have a baby? You think you're going to have a baby on your own? Like, is it something around money and being a single mother and being afraid you're not going to have enough money to be able to support the baby financially and that you feel you're going to be judged for that? Or tell me where the money comes into this, being being a single mother and going through in vitro and the entire process on your own. Well, I mean, the, the first thing that comes to my mind <laughs> is that I have been almost like bankrupting myself going through the process. I, I lost count of how much, how much I spent. Mm. And still I can't go all in because like I, I went for a transfer uh, of one of the embryos like a few years ago 
And there was a part of me, even like I was spending, I think it was over like $15,000 on, on the go, mm. out of pocket, of course. And, and there was like a strong voice in my head, okay, let's hope that this doesn't work so I don't have to face mostly my mother, um, which I'm afraid of her judgment and possibly looking for approval, but also other people, like other people in my family, for example, um, my cousins and yeah, and stuff I understand like that. that. So, I understand that. Well, I think I, there's I, a lot of no. judgment being a single mother who isn't spending the money and trying to get pregnant. So I can imagine that being a single mother who's spending the money to try to get pregnant, you, you know, there's there's a lot of stories that you have and, and there's cultural conditioning and there's all kinds of confirmation, um, confirmation that your confirmation bias that you're experiencing because you're looking for it and it's there and it's showing up and, and whatever we think is out there, we're going to find it because it's somewhere in our conscious. So we're seeking that to go. Yeah, you see. So there's a couple of things here. <clears throat> okay. So I'm hearing you say, I have a lot of stress around money. Um, I'm just going to use words that I jotted down that I heard you say, <clears throat> I'm almost bankrupting myself through the process. <laughs> okay. There's another little, hmm. So let's talk about money because, <laughs> um, you know, we just had another, we had a SWAT student who did the same process as you. Um, she did in vitro as a single woman, she was 40 and she decided she wasn't going to wait to find the partner. She wanted a baby and she wanted a baby badly. Um, she just happened to live in Canada where in the, in the province of Quebec, it's paid for. So she got to do this entire process at no charge to herself. Um, I will tell you this though, and everybody is different. She, she would be the first to say like she was struggling over money before she decided to have a baby. So we were, there were many of us that were kind of going, like, are you sure you don't have a partner? You're going to be doing this completely on your own. You're not going to have anyone else help, not only to pay bills and to buy baby food and clothes and daycare and all of that. But like, it also means you're off work and you're home with a baby. And like, what is your, what is your situation look like? So Michaela, first things first, we got to talk, we got to talk responsibly for a second because I don't know when you actually say I'm kind of bankrupting myself. Are you like, are you putting yourself in a situation where when well, you get pregnant, you're going to be like, Oh my God, I have no money now. No, 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 no. that's not my situation. If you remember um, what we discussed, I don't know if you remember what we discussed last time with the money and um, like with the um, heritage from my grandmother okay. that we were discussing okay. at some point. My, that changes my situation entirely, by the way. Oh, first of all, I would not be bankrupting yourself. in a really bad situation. Yeah, not real bad. Um, even if that wasn't the case, okay. I would be able to support myself okay. and my children. But, so that's just um, a story. So that's yeah, just a story. That's just a story. When you said, and I'm bankrupting myself, that's just a way of talking. That is a way that you've gotten so used that's to just talking that you just say stuff like that without realizing it, but those words are powerful. Like when you're telling yourself, True. I'm bankrupting myself to have a baby and I spent $15,000 and inside I was hoping it wouldn't happen. So I'm spending, I'm literally just taking money and I'm just like throwing it out the window and inside I'm actually going, I really hope it doesn't happen anyways. So is that true? 
Is that true? When I say that to you, that when you spent that $15,000, like try to no, feel this in your body, Michaela. Tell me in your body when I say that. No. Is it true? Not entirely. There was only a part of me that would hope. And that's the part of me that feels shame, basically. Yeah, okay. So um, let's talk about the shame. And, and the shame is, let's dive into the shame story. The shame story is... We're going to get to the standing up for myself. We're going to get to the courage. We're going to get to the confidence. We're going to get to that in a minute. But let's first talk about the shame story. Tell me everything that makes you feel ashamed when it comes to this this having a baby, doing it on your own, doing it through in vitro. It's it, You know, I'll tell you, there's a shame story, but there's also, wow, what an empowering story. Like, it's all the way you look at it. Like, there's different perspectives here. And one is... I'm an empowered woman. I haven't found the person I want to spend the rest of my life with, but I know that I want to have a baby. I know that I want to do it when my body is still strong enough and healthy enough and young enough. Um, I know that people have, that people have, there are single mothers all the time. I met my husband. I had two kids. So whether they were born through in vitro or whether they were from another man, like by the time he got together with me, it didn't matter. There's lots of women that have children that fall in love. So if the day comes down the road that you fall in love, you know you're you, that's not going to be a problem. It's going to be you. It's going to be a package deal, and you're going to have your baby. So that's just one perspective, the way I'm throwing it out there. Like, I don't see it as an issue. But you got a story around this. Tell me what the story is. I think um, I'm afraid that people will think of me less because I didn't find a man in time um to have a child with okay and i i think i'm kind of like projecting this into other people like yeah. i I, yeah. I i'm afraid that i will i don't know go to somebody my cousin let's take him okay, uh, okay. just for so let's for just say purpose. cousin's and first name just cousin's say, first name flavio 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 okay so flavio flavio guess what i'm pregnant i'm pregnant I'm yeah. so excited. I have been, I, I, I froze my eggs in my early thirties because, you know, I was being responsible. I was really, you know, not sure. I hadn't, hadn't, had, hadn't found the partner yet that I wanted to do that with. And now I'm getting a little bit older and I want a baby. Family is everything to me. I'm so excited. I've done in vitro. I found out I'm pregnant. I'm so excited to share this news with you. And then Flavio's going to say, what's Flavio going to say? Uh, I'm so happy for you. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm so happy for you. Can I be like a pseudo stepdad? Can I, can I love your baby? Like he's like, he's my little nephew or my little niece. And like, Michaela, is there anything you need from me? How can I support? What else? What's he going to say that's going to make you feel ashamed? Oh, it's not gonna say anything, but I I don't know why I carry the shame though. Yeah. I do. I don't know. Yeah, I just feel that. Let's dive into that. Let's dive into that. People, what is what is they the never say to me? Mm -hmm. Sorry, they never say to my face. Why didn't you find the man? Because they're all polite and and kind. But I think they're gonna think of that. Of course, like it's me projecting it. So. Yeah, but that's okay. You're, so you're projecting it. So you know that you're projecting it. So Michaela, I have a, you're, yeah. you're, you have a shame story inside of you that says, why didn't I find the guy I wanted to have the baby with? 
Is that the same story? Yeah. What's wrong with me? I think. Yeah. Michaela, yeah. have you ever been yeah. in love before? I've been with, yeah, a few, but I mean, it clearly didn't work out. Okay, it didn't work out. Would you want to have if? Yeah. Would you want to? Would you want to have a baby? I mean, I know you. If it was your baby, you're gonna love your baby, but you don't have the baby yet. So, now that you realize that those relationships with those different guys, they might have been great guys, but they weren't the right guy for you. Would you want to be tied to one of those guys for the rest of your life through a baby? Absolutely not. That is great. Great. I love your laugh. It's so clear. Like. He was a great guy that we no. had a great times, but no, God, I'm so glad. Like, listen, being tied to somebody that you have a baby with, you're tied to that person for life. Like, it's a lot, especially if you become enemies. <laughs> like, if you become like you break up and it wasn't pleasant and then you're like, wow, we have to figure out how to co-parent. So I think you made a really responsible decision along the way, which was, I didn't find the person that I felt would be somebody I would really want to co-parent with. And I made the responsible decision to like not have a baby with somebody I wasn't sure that I wanted to be with forever or that I wanted to co-parent with forever. Michaela, do you have some stories around pregnancy? Were you pregnant in the past? Did you n not go through with a pregnancy? Was the, the, there is a story there. Yeah. I um, got I can, pregnant yeah. at some point yeah. at 32. Yeah. And, uh, the yeah, I mean, the situation wasn't great. Yeah. Um, I wanted to have the child, but then in my in my head, I was thinking, I mean, I really don't want to have a child in this way. I really don't want to bring a child in this world in this way. And, and so when I decided you say to this abort. way, what was this way? This way was like, I mean, bad relationship yep. with the father. I mean, really, really bad. I mean, not abusive, but really bad. Yep. Um, at that point, I was doing my PhD and I couldn't support myself financially. I was in the midst of it. I didn't even have maternity leave, but I had nothing. So I would yep. have had to ask my parents for help. Yeah. Or And so you made the decision to, to and you made the decision to terminate uh, that pregnancy. Yeah, that, Are you, and also, I think in my head, I, I really lady to and become a mother tell tell me that again i think the story so I decided in my head in my head I, I think i knew that i wasn't ready to become a mother okay so can you forgive yourself for that making that decision like can you forgive yourself for that decision because... I, I i worked through this and i thought i did but yeah so sometimes it does come back. So and I think that my gut is that there's some bit in there where there's a little bit around, you know, geez, I I could have had a baby without spending all the money, without doing, but I made the decision at that time that it wasn't I didn't I didn't want to do it. And and Michaela, everybody has different opinions about pregnancy, abortion, terminate, everyone. Everyone's got an opinion, but guess what? It's no one's opinion and no one else's opinion matters except the decision that you made. And and I support you in the decision that you made and you made the decision that was right for you. And now you're making an empowered decision as an empowered woman who's come into an inheritance from her grandparents who have passed, who has saved her damn eggs and has 
embryo, an embryo or maybe a few that are ready to go. And you're now in a position where you're like, wow, I'm making this decision out of love, out of um, joy, I'm out of, and are you, are you making the decision to have a baby now? Because you truly feel like I'm, I need to have a, I want to have a, if I can, I want a baby. Like I really want to, you want a baby. For sure. Okay. So there is maybe a little shame story in there that I think, you know, you're, you're going to have to, you know, work through, um, and, 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 and forgive yourself forgive yourself. Um, I will tell you this. There's a lot of women that would say, you don't have to forgive yourself at all. You got nothing to forgive yourself for. You, you did what you did and there was nothing to forgive yourself for. There's going to be other people that go, oh, you need to forgive yourself. But none of that matters. The decision was made and here we are now. So let's start to move along. So let's move up the map of consciousness. So there was a decision. There was some shame around that. Shame around why didn't I find the right guy? Well, Michaela, Honest to goodness, like I hate to say this, but it's pretty, it doesn't take any level of empowerment to get pregnant by somebody. So what you're really saying is why haven't I found my life? It really doesn't. Like ants can do it. Snakes can do it. Frogs can do it. Birds do it. Every mammal does it. Every human, anybody, like it doesn't make you something really wise and introspective and philosophical and intelligent because you can get pregnant. So you made the decision to not have a baby until you were ready and now you're ready. So let's move up the map. So the guilt is I feel bad that I did or I didn't what? Let's move through the story. I think I, I have a couple of stories there to unpack. The first is, you're right, there is a bit of forgiveness to do. Maybe a bit for the abortion, but also a bit for the way I lived my, my stories and my relationships with men and stuff like that. So there's a bit of forgiveness, and then the other part is like overcoming that judgy part, which is in fact of me. It's, it's not even in other people. Yeah. It's actually me judging myself. With, uh, what's wrong with you? Why did you have to go do that? Yeah. Instead of finding a man. Yeah. And that's why I see. Thank you. Oh my God, that's again another light bulb. <laughs> light bulb going off. And the light bulb is. Tell me the light bulb that's going off. The light bulb is like uh, not other people. And it, it happened when you talk about Flavio, my cousin, right? Not even them thinking that something's wrong with me. I yeah. do. Yeah. Do you though? Do you think something's wrong with you? Do you not think there's a lot of women at 40 either that are in relationships that might be saying, I made a life-changing decision in my 20s when I didn't even know what the hell I wanted, who I was, where I was going. I chose to get married to somebody that we didn't even give any thought to it. I got pregnant. I had kids. We got divorced. I left wreckage and pain and suffering. And But but I, I did it differently than Michaela. So, <clears throat> so it's not that you couldn't have, you did. 100%. Right? So let's move up the, let's move, let's keep moving along the empowerment map. Let's move up a little bit and be like, and who do you blame? Who do you blame for this? Who do you blame that you didn't meet somebody and fall in love and meet your soulmate yet? Uh, 
unfortunately, I, I blame myself, but unfortunately, I also blame my mother. Okay. Let's, um, wait, stay with that. Because I'm going to say, I, we're not going to let you blame yourself. We're not going to let you blame yourself right now. That's not, I'm not allowing it. So let's say, hey, you can blame anybody but yourself. Mm -hmm. Tell me why you feel like part of this is your mother's fault. Because she didn't, she didn't help me feel worthy of, worthy in general and therefore worthy of love she made you feel and like you weren't worthy of love unworthy of love unworthy of love she made you feel so, unworthy so you never felt worthy of love so even if you were dating someone who really was loving and really loved you you didn't know how to receive it for sure 100 percent yeah and uh, I know we wrote a letter to your mom the last time, but maybe we need to write one more um, just to be like, oh, and by the way, a little more I wanted to add on to this. You know the reason why I haven't fallen in love? You know the reason why I haven't really let myself choose somebody really great is I didn't know my own worth. I didn't know my own worth. I didn't yeah. know what I was worth. I didn't know I was lovable. I didn't know how lovable I am. I didn't believe in love. I didn't witness love. I didn't watch love growing up. So it wasn't something I believed in. And now I've reached a point where I still don't, I don't know, Michaela, I'm putting words in your mouth. I still don't really know for sure what I believe about love. But what I do know is I want a baby and I'm going to be a great mother. And I, I, I want to pour my, my, all this love I have to give right now into a baby. And if a man comes along, and I find my soulmate incredible. And if not, I still want to experience what life is like through the lenses of a mother as well as a woman. Yeah. Can you yeah, grieve? Exactly. Can you can you allow yourself to grieve the could have beens and the should have beens of doing it and, and getting pregnant in the typical way where you find the person and you get married and it's all traditional and then you have the baby and can you can you allow yourself to grieve that like yeah there's some grief that there's some grieving that needs to go into that like that allows yourself to be like yeah there was could have been and should have been and ought to have been it shouldn't have had to be this way it didn't have to be this way like I'm grieving that this is the way that I that this is the route that I chose can you allow yourself to like think that way? Can you allow yourself to give yourself permission just to, to grieve and let yourself yeah. feel sad that, yeah, it isn't, it wasn't the ideal way. Like when I was a little girl, I didn't go, Oh, I hope I don't find a partner. And then I do it through in vitro. Although I will tell you, I think there's some little girls, maybe not little girls, but I think there are some young women. They're like, you go girl. That sounds so empowering to me. I'm going to be honest. There are, <laughs> there are. There are women right now listening going, you're my superhero. I think you're so amazing. Wow, you're not going to let this hold you back. So then we got to move up a little bit, Michaela. So we got to grieve the could have beens and the should have beens. It would have been amazing. It could have been amazing. You know, you also could have married somebody that couldn't have gotten you pregnant. You could have married someone that just wasn't able to get you pregnant, and then you would have had to go through in vitro. We don't know. Like, that's what light thing with life is, right? Like, there's all kinds of different variables that, you know, it, we don't know. So now we have to move into the fear. Tell me what the fear is around this. Let's talk about the fear. Um, back to my original feeling that I, I don't know that people would think that I'm not worthy um, and that's why I, I had to go to a clinic to have a baby. 
So when we talk about fear, we, there's a great acronym called false evidence appearing real. So what in your life has affirmed to you or taught you or confirmed to you that that's what people are, are going to think? And when we say people, who are the people? Like there's usually like there's, there's usually a tiny little handful of people that we worry about. So who are the people? Who are the people that you're afraid of? Actually, everyone uh, from friends, friends a little less because they already know that I'm doing it. And I, I mean, they're my friends for a reason, chosen yeah. them, but family members, not my parents, but everyone else. So okay, everyone else. Let's break it down. Let's break it down. Tell me, tell me the specific family members that you think when they find out that you did in vitro, that they're going to think you're not worthy. Tell me the family members. It's not the in vitro. The problem is the being alone. I think so. Um, the fact that I'm having be... a baby by choice on my own. Yeah, and you think yeah. they're going that, to that say? Would be the problem. Not... So, Michaela, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest, like, because that's me. You know me. I throw it out there. It is gonna be hard. What kind of support system do you have? Like, <laughs> what is your support system so that when that baby comes, like? No. Amazing. Like, uh, besides the money, which I'm going to have, yeah. like, a pretty safe situation, so I can also... So we can throw the money out the higher. window. That was just not even real. Okay, throw that story out, because it's not even about the money. So... so the, money the money hasn't arrived yet, though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so the money is, yeah, in process. Okay. Um, but there's going to be money to yeah. have help. Um, my parents who live in the same building as I do. Okay. So They're going to be overjoyed the having a baby. Your mother is probably going to be like, oh my God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So you... they will be. Okay. So tell me. And in a few of. Back Sorry, a few. No, go ahead. Family members. Well, my aunt, one of my aunts, and then probably my cousin will come around and other people. So, no, it's pretty amazing. Like, it, there's going to be a bit of a village. Wow. But... It sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. So tell me what else you're afraid of. What else do you think it's going to, why, why it's, you, you're going to have the enough money to be able to do it. You're going to have the support that you have to do it. So the fear is that people will think, tell me it again. Tell me it again. Sometimes, sometimes I even think like my child will go to school and people will ask, so where's your father? And I'm, I'm afraid he's going to get hurt. Um, these are yeah, fair. These so are fair. I think it's that. I think it's really responsible for you to think about those decisions. So let's imagine this. You have your baby and the baby starts to reach a certain age and the baby says, Um, mommy, where's my daddy? Um uh, there's no daddy in the family. I mean, like uh, <laughs> uh instead of a daddy, I went to a clinic. There's a donor. Yeah. So how do you say that in a way that says you know what? I didn't have, there wasn't a daddy at the time and I wanted you. I wanted you so badly. I, I wanted you and it, it mattered so much to me that I had you and it was far more important to me that I had you than I had a husband. And so it's you and me. We're doing it. We did this together. Like we don't have a daddy. Yeah, it, we don't have a daddy. We have friends. We have support. We have, you know, you know, so you're going to have, I do think that that's going to be a conversation I would figure out. Um, <laughs> you have a lot of time, but I would figure out how do you do that in age appropriate? I bet you there's books on this. And if there isn't, you should write a child's book. 
you should write a book that helps the little kid that's like, oh, you were born through in vitro or you're a single child. Yeah. Because I'll tell you, there's also a lot of children that don't have daddies. There's a lot of women sure. I know in my own world and in my school and in through different courses that have, I don't want to say it this way, but it's just on the tip of my tongue, like daddy issues because daddy neglected them or daddy disappeared or daddy didn't show up. Like we just had, I just had a coaching call um, with somebody and I said something like we were just talking about her ex and how her ex is not paying. He makes lots of money and he's not paying child support, not the right amount. And I was like, where did you learn? Where, where did you learn that a father doesn't have to support his children. And then she said, well, my dad was just a sperm donor and <clears throat> he was never there for me. Um, yeah, so you learned that that dads don't have to be there for their kids, but we can heal that. We're going to change that. We're going to heal this story. We're going to heal this legacy. So Michaela, you're you're doing it by choice. And, that's, and you're going to learn how to say this. That's I think you almost just have to learn how you're going to explain this, not because anyone needs to be explained it to, but for your sake. I think it's one of those things that it's a matter of you figuring out. I, I don't even know why this just jumped into my head, but do you know how many times years ago before coaching was really big and before anyone knew what empowerment coaching was, I would literally have students say to me, I don't know what to say to my family when they ask me what I do. And I would say, you got to figure out how to explain I'm a coach. I'm an empowerment coach. I help women become be able to look at situations in their life from different perspectives and to be able to make more empowered decisions. And over and over, I would say you should almost write that out, refine it, practice it, get really comfortable with the way that you say it so that it just comes out naturally and easily and confidently. Because I think it's just that you've got a little story in there. It's like, how do I explain this to people? So how would you, what's your process like for you right now? How would you explain to somebody that says, first of all, I don't think people are going to ask. I think you think it's going to be something everybody's going to ask. But I, I think it's one of those things that's like when you don't have an education and you're always so afraid people are going to go, where did you go to school? But like nobody ever asks that. It's just a projection that like it's your own little inner fear. So what you fear, you draw near. There's a great saying. What you fear will appear because it's in your consciousness. So of course you're going to probably attract every single human being that's ever going to go, and where's the father? So Michaela, what's what's your plan? <laughs> what's the plan on how you're going to explain it when people ask? There's no father. It's just the two of us. It's a family of two. I... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a mother by choice. I'm a single mother by choice. I'm a, yeah. Yeah, and, and I, so I'm a single mother by yeah. choice. So now imagine if you say it with shame, how people will respond because they're actually responding to your shame story. If you say it with fear, if you say it with guilt, people are going to respond to that fear story and that guilt story. But if you say it with confidence and joy and love, mm -hmm. And so much self-acceptance and so much excitement over the choice that you made. Do you think, like, I, I just, and, and the people that might judge, who are they and do they matter to you? No, no, they don't. They really don't. Like in the big picture, when you've got your baby and you're happy and you're raising your child 
and somebody, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, being a single mother is not uncommon. Like, being a single mother, I don't, I think people go to, like, I think half the kids in school are being raised by single mothers, and people aren't going, where's your daddy? Like, that's just not what people do. Like, and, and if there's an odd, rude person that does that, shame on them, you know? But I think this is a story you've got to work through. So if you could wave a magic wand and you didn't have to be afraid and you didn't have to worry, how would you, how would it look like for you? How would you explain it? How would you explain it to your family when you're going to have your baby shower and everybody comes in? How are you going to do it? How are you going to explain it? Oh, I'm so proud of myself. I didn't settle for any shitty, lousy guy that I could have found because I could have found so many, um, like everyone else, of course. And um, and I just didn't want that. I, I wanted better. And okay, maybe love isn't here right now, but yeah, I yeah. Have Michaela, to- master. Get really comfortable. Get really comfortable mastering how you say this. Like, I just really made the empowered decision to have um, a baby solo. It was a decision I made. I didn't want to be tied to somebody that I wasn't truly love with, in love with. I didn't want to co-partner with somebody that I didn't couldn't see myself wanting to be in my life for the rest of my life. And it was a decision I made. And I'm so, I'm so happy that I made that decision. I'm so grateful that I had the funds to be able to do that. And I'm so blessed that my body was able to be able to have a baby like hallelujah amen god is good (laughs) (laughs) and if love happens in my life later on i'm i'm open i mean why not yeah yeah so aren't you angry that you still have a story inside of you or that you feel like you have family around you that you feel would judge you that you want to have a baby on your own don't you feel frustrated by that yeah i am like extremely extremely frustrated yeah and so i think you you know and then we move a little higher in the map of empowerment which would be um well what would pride and dignity tell you around this story you just could just really have some pride and dignity for yourself and your child that's on its way. Stand up for yourself. Like you made the right choice for you. You know that you don't own anyone, anything. Yeah. And that just brought me back around to one of the sentences you said, I'm fearful of other people's judgment. I just need more confidence in standing up for myself. You know, when we're talking about courage, And that's sort of one of the places that I always try to get a client to is like, yeah, based on what you want, based on what's important to you, having some pride and dignity around this, this story, um, remembering who you really are, remembering what you want, remembering what's going to make you happy. What would courage have you do? Courage would have me just be very happy with my decision. Yeah. Because I, I know it's the right one. Yeah. Um, and and then through. one level higher is neutrality. And can you be okay even if they're not okay with your decision? 
hundred percent. If I'm okay with myself, I don't care about other people. Yeah, like that's what neutrality is. Neutrality is like the game changer, which is like, I'm going to be okay. Whether they get it or they don't get it, whether they agree or they don't agree, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be good with my decision. It's my life. I'm not asking anyone to pay for my baby, to take care of my baby, to support. And if anyone disagrees with that decision, they, people, I, you know, we can agree to disagree. This is my decision. And as long as you can pull the plug on that, um, then you've reached a level of empowerment, which is like, you're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And then, you know, we keep climbing the ladder where there's a will, there's a way. Like Michaela, now you're moving into willingness, which is like, so are you willing? Are you willing to do this? Is this something that you're really wanting? And are you really willing? I am. I'm really willing to do this. Yeah. So let's break it down again, because I just want to I just want to help walk you through it again. So there's a story that I've been telling myself. And the story has been that I'm not worthy of love and is that even true, Michaela, as we start, as we're breaking this down, do you actually still feel that same story feels like any level of truth to you? No, not like when I was young. No, Yeah. I don't feel it as strong. Like I used to have it, but I don't feel it as strong. Yeah. So even when you say I'm really fearful of people's opinions and judgment of me, like break through that story, like what who are the people and what's it going to do to you if like let's think of a couple of people in your family that might say oh Michaela it's going to be really hard to do this on your own I hope you know what you're doing you're going to say yeah um I'm, I'm wondering actually what I would say um maybe my, my first reaction would be thank you for the unsolicited, unsolicited suggestion, but um, I don't want to be rude either. So. Right. so let's just know that that's what you feel. So inside, now you can say, thank you so much for thinking about me. <laughs> thank you so much for worrying about me. <laughs> thank you so much for thinking about me. Thank you so much for worrying about me. I know that your heart is in the right place. This is a decision that I've been thinking about for eight years, and I'm I'm really ready and I know it's not going to always be easy, but you got to choose your hard. And, you know, there's going to be hard moments, but I think it's going to be harder that I didn't try and that I didn't have a baby in my childbearing years and that I let it get, get away on me. And now I don't have a baby and I think it's going to be harder. It's going to be, I'm going to be filled with more. You don't have to explain this to anybody, but I'm telling you this for your own, for your own heart, and your own brain. I think I'm going to be filled with more regret if I don't try. Yeah. And so, yeah, you got to choose your heart. Is it going to be hard at times to be a single mother? It is. But I think it would have been harder for me to have lived the rest of my life without a baby when I know that I could have made the decision to do it on my own. Yeah. And we all got to choose our heart, Michaela. Like we all do. Like, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It is going to be hard. There's going to be moments that it's hard. And there's going to be a moments, and there, there could have been really hard if you were doing it with a partner. And it's going to be really, like, it, so let's move through it again. So I have this fear of what people, uh, people's judgment. 
so let's break that down again. Let's go through that story one more time. I just want you to really feel okay with it. So the fear is that they're going to think I couldn't get a man. Well, you know that's not true, Michaela. You've been pregnant before. You know you could get pregnant and you know you could have done it with somebody, but you chose not to do that. This is not, you're not a victim. You're not a victim to this. This is an empowered decision that you're making. Yeah. So it's the way that it you is. say it. You know, if you'd say it like, I feel ashamed and I feel really embarrassed and I could, then people are going to pick up on that. But if you say it with, I'm right. so excited. Oh my God, I'm pregnant. I tucked this away eight years ago. I thought about just in case I don't find the person I want to spend my life with. And I'm so grateful and excited for the medical, the world that we live in, that I can, as an empowered woman, go ahead and still have that baby. Yeah, absolutely. So what have you got to do? You know, what what is the, like, think about what you've got to do to break through that story that I have a hard time standing up for myself. Because you know what's interesting? I hear you, it's like you say that, but I also hear you say when I say, well, what would you say? And you're like, well, the department that says, really, thank you for your unsolicited advice. Like, I didn't ask for your opinion. So, like, is it really that you can't express yourself? Or is it that you're afraid that you'll say something rude to somebody and you're not comfortable with that? Like, what is it that you're really afraid of? That people will be rude to well, you? I, I, you might have to be rude? I go from one... Well, it is... I go from one end of the spectrum to the other. So, that's the problem, right? So, I don't have the balance perspective that I can just um, say it with ease, let's say, right? Practice. So either practice. I don't say anything or I say something good. Okay, so that's why you need to practice. Because you know what practice does? When you practice something over and over, it creates a synaptic pathway in your brain that makes responding effortless. Yeah. You practice. You practice this over and over. Like you practice saying it and you practice saying it. So and you and you and you can even make a list of all of the different comments that people might make. And you know, there's something in 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 therapy and in, in psychology called cognitive restructuring. And it is a way that we can help break through a fear story and almost from a logical perspective, which is you write that story down, which is the story would be that people would think I was unworthy. People would think I'm irresponsible. People would think I'm, I don't know. I don't know whatever the fear stories are. And then cognitive restructuring is looking for evidence first to confirm that what you're feeling is going to happen. So is it probable? Yeah. Is it possible? Is it unlikely? Is it highly likely? And then you start to look for evidence that you could be wrong. Like, is it possible you're wrong? Is it possible that the majority of people in your life will be so happy for you? It's very possible. I'm, uh, I'm just thinking as, as you're speaking, I think somebody told me, but I don't remember. For sure my mother said this. Also maybe some people I know that, um, well, if your child doesn't have a father, for sure is going to have more problems than, than the average. And I, I actually got told this. So somebody said it. Um, but it, clearly not the majority of the people. Yeah, that's just And also, so, it's kind of hurting. I was just going to say, that's just some rude person. Like, 
we don't live in a world anymore where like we just have these cookie cutter families anymore. It's just not the way of the world. Some children have two mummies. Some children have two daddies. Some children have only daddies. Some children have only mummy. Some children have both parents. Some children have a parent that's died. Some parent children, like we just don't live in that world anymore. We just don't live in that world anymore. Sometimes you have a child and they're born a girl and they decide they want to become a boy. Sometimes you have a child that's born a boy and they decide they want to become a girl. Sometimes you have a child that's born and they decide that they're homosexual. Sometimes children are heterosexual. I mean, we just don't live in a world anymore that it, that all of those 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 theories even hold up. So you know, if somebody if somebody has the balls. And the audacity to say to you, well, you know, bringing a baby into the world without a father, you're already setting your child up for, for failure. That's, that's just, you know, I'm, I'm so, I'm sad that you feel that way. Like maybe you have daddy issues, but like, I, I think this baby's going to have so much love and I'm, I'm going to give it so much love and I have a family and support. And why don't you just F right off? Like, I don't really mean that. Don't say that part, but like, that's what you're going to have to break through. Because, Michaela, everybody's got a story. When I was leaving the father of my children, people had stuff to say. And, you know, when I got remarried, people had stuff. But did they? Did they say it to me, to my face? You know, people like to talk. But you got to live your life. And you got to do what's right for you. And you're not going to please everybody. None of us are. And, you know, you, you're making a decision that you, you're going to have to get your head around it because it is a bold empowered decision and not everybody is bold and empowered and is going to agree with you so absolutely at the no, end you're, of the day good. you got to do you and i will tell you that the way that you tell the story is going to set the scene it's going to set the energy for anyone who's listening and if you say it in a way like, I'm so excited. Oh, my God, I'm having a baby. I'm doing it on my own through in vitro. This is a decision I've been thinking about for eight years. I'm so blessed and I'm so grateful that I'm able to do this. No, 100% you're right. It's the way in which I, I, I talk to them that changes everything. It does. But it does. And that's why it's like your vibe. So you got to get yourself into a vibe you got to get yourself into a story you got to change the narrative around this which has nothing to do with worthiness or unworthiness of a man you've had many men through the course i'm not saying many you've had many many lovers michaela no i'm not saying that i'm saying you've had men you have you could have had men you chose not to be with those people and this is your choice so you've got to get yourself up to that place where you can be neutral around this because you don't want to have that emotional charge. So I would even do the, you know, the, the, the process we do around fear, which is I'm an irresponsible mother. I'm an irresponsible single mother. I'm an irresponsible single mother bringing a baby into the world without a father. I'm an irresponsible single mother bringing the baby into the world without a father. Say it over and 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 over. So that when somebody goes, you know, you're an irresponsible single, oh, well, you know what, fuck you. I still deserve a good, happy life and we're going to be good and everything's going to be good. Like, I think you're going to have to pull the plug on this charge. There's a charge in this story. And you're going to have to work through the fear around that. And, and I think one of the ways you can do it is do the cognitive restructuring, but maybe 
Tell yourself the truth about what your deep fear is. I am unworthy. I was unworthy. I've been unworthy. I'm unworthy. I'm unworthy of finding a man. I'm unworthy of finding a man. I've been unworthy of finding a man. I'm unworthy of finding a man. I've been unworthy of finding a man. Say it, 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 until something, and he goes, oh, well, you haven't found a man. Oh, well, you still deserve to have a baby. I don't know if that's helped. Has it helped you at all, Michaela? It helped. I very much focused on. No, sometimes I, it's I've not. got a lot of um Go ahead. A lot of clarity. Yeah, you have stories around this. We all do. We all have stories. We all have biases. And confirmation bias is like I have a bias already in my own head around single mothers. I already have a bias in my own head. I already have a bias and then I'm going to look for ways to confirm my bias and that makes me right. And my brain would rather be right than be happy. So you've got to work through the biases that you have around being a single mother and work through that yeah. shit so that you don't take that with you while you're pregnant, while you have a new baby, while you've got a little toddler, while you've got a little child that's going off to school. You want to work through this so that when somebody asks you, you worked through that and you have nothing to prove. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you don't need to explain yourself to anybody, but I get that you want to know how to explain yourself in a way so that you don't seem like you're triggered or you're um, hurt or you have to be aggressive. So you want to be able to get yourself to the point where you're neutral, you're going to be okay, and you're going to be okay either way, Michaela. Like, Either way, whatever comes, you're going to be amazing. Life is going to unfold for you beautifully as long as you stay true to you. That's the secret is keep being true to you. Keep listening to you. When something doesn't feel right, check in with it. Work through it. Ask yourself, where on the map am I? And if it's anything from courage or lower, it's not the truth. It's not a truthful story. It's it's a... It's a disempowered perspective. And there's no point in replaying disempowered perspectives over and over in your own head because it's, it's false. It's weak. It's not real. It's not going to support you. It's not going to serve you. There's nothing about those stories that are going to help you or your baby. So you got to work through all of those stories and be like, and that one's not true. That was just a story. And that's not true. That's just a story. Until finally you can say to yourself, either way, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to do what courage would have me do. And I'm going to, I'm going to be okay. Whether people like it or don't like it, I'm going to be okay. And really, that's just yeah. the, that's the minimum we want to get you to. What we want to get you to is even way past that where it's just like, I'm so willing and excited to go through this process. I am so accepting of the fact that I'm going to be a single mother and I'm doing it by choice. Um, we have another, like I said, another one of our students and she once her, she's got a little baby now. He's five or six months old. She did the entire in vitro by through process by herself, went through it. And yeah, she, she's probably a great person for you to talk to because she'd probably give you some tips on like what to do and what not to do just based on her perspective. And it's only her perspective. You're not her. Um, but, you know, she calls herself now when she gets back at working, she's calling herself a, uh, what does she call it? A solo, uh, 
what's the name of it? Jacqueline, Jacqueline Joy. She calls herself a solo. Oh my God. I can't think of it on the tip of my tongue, but it's like a literally a type of coaching she's going to be do conceiving solo coach, a conceiving solo coach. Oh yeah. And like for all, you know, you might one day become an empowerment conceiving solo coach that you support other women who want to go through the process. I would keep a journal about everything you're going through document everything, how you're feeling, how, what you're experiencing, the entire process, because I'm telling you, there's a book at the end of this thing that you probably are a blog, uh, something that you could probably start just writing and sharing your experience. And you're going to have thousands and thousands of women around the world who are going through what you're going through, who need someone else to commiserate with and celebrate with. And you know, we just need more people that are more accepting of other people's choices. And, you know, maybe you're going to be part of the movement that's going to empower women that they can, they can conceive solo and you don't have to wait. If you haven't found the right partner, you can still have a baby and you can, and you're going to. I, I would, I would love to help women, but my focus is more general on empowering women to live on their own terms, whatever their terms are. Beautiful. Well, um, there it is. So Michaela, you're going to empower women to live on their own terms, whatever their terms are, yeah. and you're doing it yourself. <laughs> okay, listen, I don't know why, but I want to pull you a, a an oracle card. It's from a, a, a guidebook, a, an oracle deck from Rebecca Campbell called the Rose Oracle. It's a, it's a beautiful deck of cards. Why don't we finish with me pulling you a card? Yeah. Michaela, are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. Okay, so I'm just shuffling the deck of cards, and when you say stop, just for shits and giggles, we're going to have a little bit of fun, and we're going to see what the card says. So when you say stop, I'm whatever is left in the, my right hand as I'm shuffling, I'm just going to stop, and I'm going to flip the card over that's in the right hand. Stop. Okay, here we go, sister. Okay, wow, wow, wow. The grandmother. So you got a grandmother that's got a hand in this. Let's just say that. The grandmother's 78. Here we go. Grandma's like, I gave you the money. Get the baby. I got the money. Go get the baby now. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's your reading. Here's your card, I'd rather. Remember your roots. Perspective. Trust the weavings. The rose was here long before you and me and long before humanity itself. She holds within her the rememberings of civilization's past, roots that reach back for millions of years and hold the codes of creation. They carry with them the songs of the ancient grandmothers of the earth. Can you hear their song? When this card appears in a spread, it's an invitation to reach all the way back to go forward, to reach your roots deep to soar high. The ancient grandmothers are calling for you to remember the wisdom of your ancestry. Long before colonialism served, severed so much that's sacred, before the rise and fall of empires and entire civilizations, all the way back to the origins of humanity. They're calling you to play your part in this time of healing, to heal and integrate what you've inherited in your ancestral line. It's not personal. These are changing healing times that we came here for, to reconnect all the way back to the original mother and to see our role as the ancestors of those who are yet to come. 
the to remain grounded and rooted in your life so that no matter how rocky things get, you know that you are home. You always know that you are home. So here's the rose transmission. I reach my roots all the way back to go forward. I call upon the sacred strength and support of my ancestors, of my ancestors, my grandmother, who did not forget to be with me now. I acknowledge the difficulties and what's coming up to be healed. And I do so for all who are yet to come. What a card, Michaela. How could there be a better <laughs> card than the grandmother card that's healing for what's to come? The baby that's on its way. Like, holy jump in. That was fun. Was not a perfect card. <laughs> Perfect, because uh, I know my grandmother is really calling me and saying, okay, just leave on your own terms. I swear to you, I've got it. I journal. I've got it everywhere in my notes. She really did leave on her own terms, and I am getting this lesson from her. Yes. So it's quite incredible. And she's like, and I even left you the <laughs> money, honey. I left you the money. Go get the baby. Let's do this. Let's do this. So, Michaela, I hope that that helps. I think that it was a great card to end on. Your grandmother's looking out for you to reach back. You know, sometimes we always say, sometimes we have to root down to rise up. We got to root to rise. So you're remembering your yeah. roots. You're remembering all the women who came before you. They are cheering for you right now, and they are so excited for the baby that's on its way. Thank you so much, Crystal. It was a, a great chat. Really helped. Oh, Got some notes, you. so I'm going to work. Thank you. It was. That was super fun. That was super amazing. Thanks for having the courage to unmute your line. I know we had Jane, who was also on the line, getting ready to do some coaching. Jane, we're out of time, unfortunately, but I really hope that you call back on the first Friday of uh, January 2024. I'm going to be on the lookout for you. I would love to be able to do some coaching with you. And to everyone, if you're listening through the month of December, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah. Uh, I know there's uh, there's just beautiful celebrations that are going on all over the world. So um, enjoy, hug your loved ones close, give your own uh, body a big hug, take your arms, wrap them around yourself right now, tell yourself how much you love you. Say your name. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you until every cell in your body believes it. You've got this and I'll see you in the new year. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on Chat with Crystal, empowerment coaching and conversations with real women from around the world. Of course, my name is Crystal Andrus Morissette, and it's been my honor to spend this time with you. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, to get the coaching that you need, please visit www.swatinstitute.com. And remember, empowerment equals choice. It's always up to you.